2: This
3: is
1: Medjinomics with a friend of Mejigoria
4: Satan's very smart. He floods you with all kinds of information. All kinds of things to see, read, entertainment, pleasure, so he can be under the radar for what he does. Satan has a real satanic plan right now called 1619. It's put together in Twenty nineteen by the New York Times, Nicole Hannah Jones did an introductory essay to it. The purpose of it is to change with revisionism the history of the United States of America. It's a vulgar revision of what happened in the beginning of the United States of America. Oprah Winfrey and other famous people have endorsed it. They're pushing for this. This is part of what they call the reset to change the whole of America. All those people rioting are products of the universities and education. They've been indoctrinated, and they do what they do out there not only for money, because they have been retributed in their mind and their mentality. And you're not going to change it because it's seeded in them, and they literally want to overthrow the nation. How do they make that popular when it's all full of lies? That to legitimize the Kohanna's introductory essay. So what do they do? They go to the board, who gives the awards away, and for 2020 they awarded her the Pulitzer Prize. Oh how convenient! And it gives her complimentary, and it gives her status. If it wins something like that, it's got to be true. When I wrote the book, look what happened while you're sleeping. Putting together these thoughts from 2004, 2005, 2006, publishing in 2007, all this was foreseen, what they were going to do. In the book, it explains historical revisionism is a process which historical fact is intentionally ignored, distorted, or misportrayed in order to maneuver public opinions toward a specific political agenda of philosophy. Historical revisionists accomplish their goals by, first, ignoring the aspects of American heritage. That's what 1619 does. Continuing to quote, Which they deem in the political incorrect and overemphasizes those portions which they find acceptable. Secondly, vilifying, to define as slander, the historical figure who embraced the position they reject. Or three, concocting the appearance of widespread historical approval for a generally unpopular social policy. We have been underneath revisionism for decades. We have to wake up. We have to fight back. We have to resist. The early Christians resisted. They were constantly told, this is what you're going to do, and they constantly resisted what they were told to do. President Donald Trump today gave a special speech It's about an initiative to crush 1619, crush this mentality, and re-educate the youth, or we will lose the nation. It's so important. We're going to play his whole speech, which is about 15 minutes. It's critical for you to hear this. Why? Because what he's presenting, we've been writing from here and speaking about it that needs to be done decades ago. And finally, We have somebody standing up for this to realize if we don't change now, we lose America forever. So Trump today announces a commission to further patriotic education. Thank God you cannot overestimate how big this is. And you can't overestimate how big it is that the enemy has indoctrinated the youth, even in the adults. If you've got on your shelf, Look what happened while you are sleeping. You read that. It's written 14 years ago. And you'll see everything in that book manifesting now. And it'll give you answers for your homeschoolers and what you're gonna do with your children or to pull them out of the school system. We'll begin this speech from Trump from the National Archive Museum.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike, great Vice President. I'm truly honored to be here at the very first White House conference on American history, so important. Our mission is to defend the legacy of America's founding, the virtue of America's heroes, and the nobility of the American character. We must clear away the twisted web of lies in our schools and classrooms and teach our children the magnificent truth about our country. We want our sons and daughters to know that they are the citizens of the most exceptional nation in the history of the world. (laughs) To grow up in America is to live in a land where anything is possible where anyone can rise, and where any dream can come true, all because of the immortal principles of our nation's founders, inscribed nearly two and a half centuries ago. That's why we've come to the National Archives, the sacred home of our national memory. In this great chamber, we preserve our glorious inheritance, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. On this very day, in 1787, our Founding Fathers signed the Constitution at Independence Hall in Philadelphia. It was the fulfillment of a thousand years of Western civilization. Our Constitution was the product of centuries of tradition, wisdom, and experience. No political document has done more to advance the human condition or propel the engine of progress. Yet as we gather this afternoon, a radical movement is attempting to demolish this treasured and precious inheritance. We can't let that happen. Left-wing mobs have torn down statues of our founders, desecrated our memorials, and carried out a campaign of violence and anarchy. Far-left demonstrators have chanted the words, America was never great. The left has launched a vicious and violent assault on law enforcement, the universal symbol of the rule of law in America. These radicals have been aided and abetted by liberal politicians, establishment, media, and even large corporations. Whether it is the mob on the street or the cancel culture in the boardroom, the goal is the same, to silence dissent, to scare you out of speaking the truth, and to bully Americans into abandoning their values, their heritage, and their very way of life. We are here today to declare that we will never submit to tyranny. We will reclaim our history and our country for citizens of every race, color, religion and creed. The radicals burning American flags want to burn down the principles enshrined in our founding documents, including the bedrock principle of equal justice under law, in order to radically transform America, they must first cause Americans to lose confidence in who we are, where we came from, and what we believe. As I said at Mount Rushmore, which they would love to rip down and rip it down fast, that's never going to happen. Two months ago, the left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. As many of you testified today, the left-wing rioting and mayhem are the direct result of decades of left-wing indoctrination in our schools. It's gone on far too long. Our children are instructed from propaganda tracks, like those of Howard Zinn, that try to make students ashamed of their own history. The left has warped, distorted, and defiled the American story with deceptions, falsehoods, and lies. There is no better example than the New York Times' totally discredited 1619 Project. This project rewrites American history to teach our children that we were founded on the principle of oppression, not freedom. Nothing could be further from the truth. America's founding set in motion the unstoppable chain of events that abolished slavery, secured civil rights, defeated communism and fascism, and built the most fair, equal, and prosperous nation in human history. The narratives about America being pushed by the far left and being chanted in the streets bear a striking resemblance to the anti-American propaganda of our adversaries because both groups want to see America weakened, derided, and totally diminished. Students in our universities are inundated with critical race theory. This is a Marxist doctrine holding that America is a wicked and racist nation, that even young children are complicit in oppression, and that our entire society must be radically transformed. Critical race theory is being forced into our children's schools. It's being imposed into workplace trainings and it's being deployed to rip apart friends, neighbors, and families. A perfect example of critical race theory was recently published by the Smithsonian Institution. This document alleged that concepts such as hard work, rational thinking, and the nuclear family and belief in God were not values that unite all Americans, but were instead aspects of whiteness. This is offensive and outrageous to Americans of every ethnicity, and it's especially harmful to children of minority backgrounds who should be uplifted, not disparaged. Teaching this horrible doctrine to our children is a form of child abuse in the truest sense of those words. For many years now, the radicals have mistaken Americans' silence for weakness, but they're wrong. There is no more powerful force than a parent's love for their children, and patriotic moms and dads are going to demand that their children are no longer fed hateful lies about this country. American parents are not going to accept indoctrination in our schools, cancel culture in our work, or the repression of traditional faith, culture, and values in the public square. Not anymore. Thank you very much. The left is attempting to destroy that beautiful vision and divide Americans by race in the service of political power. By viewing every issue through the lens of race, they want to impose a new segregation, and we must not allow that to happen. Critical race theory, the 1619 Project, And the crusade against American history is toxic propaganda, ideological poison, that if not removed will dissolve, the civic bonds that tie us together will destroy our country. That is why I recently banned trainings in this prejudiced ideology from the federal government and banned it in the strongest manner possible. The only path to national unity is through our shared identity as Americans. That is why it is so urgent that we finally restore patriotic education to our schools. Under our leadership, the National Endowment for the Humanities has awarded a grant to support the development of a pro-American curriculum that celebrates the truth about our nation's great history. Today I'm also pleased to announce that I will soon sign an executive order establishing a national commission to promote patriotic education. It will be called the 1776 Commission. It will encourage our educators to teach our children about the miracle of American history and make plans to honor the 250th anniversary of our founding. Think of that, 250 years. Recently, I also signed an executive order to establish the National Garden of American Heroes, a vast outdoor park that will feature the statues of the greatest Americans who have ever lived. Today I'm announcing a new name for inclusion. One of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence was a patriot from Delaware. In July of 1776, the Continental Congress was deadlocked during the debate over independence. The delegation from Delaware was divided. Caesar Rodney was called upon to break the tie. Even though he was suffering from very advanced cancer, he was deathly ill. Rodney rode 80 miles through the night through a severe thunderstorm from Dover to Philadelphia to cast his vote for independence. For nearly a century, a statue of one of Delaware's most beloved citizens stood in Rodney Square right in the heart of Wilmington. But this past June Caesar Rodney's statue was ordered, removed by the mayor and local politicians as part of a radical purge of America's founding generation. Today because of An order I signed, if you demolish a statue without permission, you immediately get ten years in prison. (laughs) And there have been no statues demolished for the last four months, incredibly since the time I signed that act. Joe Biden said nothing as to his home state's history and the fact that it was dismantled and dismembered and a Founding father's statue was removed. Today, America will give this Founding Father, this very brave man, was so horribly treated the place of honor he deserves. I'm announcing that the statue of Caesar Rodney will be added to the National Garden of American heroes. From Washington to Lincoln, From Jefferson, America has been home to some of the most incredible people who have ever lived. With the help of everyone here today, the legacy of 1776 will never be erased. Our heroes will never be forgotten. Our youth will be taught to love America with all of their heart and all of their soul. We will save this cherished inheritance for our children, for their children, and for every generation to come. This is a very important day. Thank you all once again for being here. Now I will sign the Constitution Day Proclamation. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you very much.
2: Before you come in and speak, just listening to the president speak just now and thinking about your history previous even to the apparitions in Medjugorje, your consecration of the tree, uh, your prayers that you were praying for our nation, and then what has resulted from that through the apparitions here. Many of the things that you've written, particularly American History Never Learned, which was written in 1993. For years, you've spoken about the need to go back to our founding as a nation as a Christian nation, you felt that this was integral to the plan of Medjugorje and it played a vital role. You've written about that on numerous occasions. So as you hear the president speak today, how do you see the fulfillment of what it is that you have been working for for so many years come to fulfillment? How do you think this will play out, what we're seeing happen right now?
4: Well, I think this is profound because it's something that in the late 70s, I realized our country was way off track. People talked about that, but I foresaw all these things happening. I prayed for a nation. When I consecrated a tree before Maria came here, the purpose was not understood completely, but it tied to our country. We've done four consecrations in the presence of the Virgin Mary. She accepted him here. She accepted him on the cross. That was built for the soul of America. The writings like two Americas years ago. By so many disasters, about 9-11. All these things has been the theme over and over. I'm not coming in because Trump is president now, speaking about these things. But what I do recognize, and what many people don't recognize, what the bishops don't recognize, and a lot of Medjugorje people don't recognize, is God has put through his mother this man. You better pray he achieves the agenda he's been given. Because it's been given from God. He said about twisted lies in the schools in the classroom. He's dead on it. He spoke of a radical movement is attempting to demolish this treasured and precious inheritance. And that's what it is. I'm proud to have an inheritance of a nation that is exceptional, meaning blessed as no other nation in the history of the world. Trump talked about canceling the culture in the boardroom. The goal is the same, the silence of dissent. To scare you so you won't be speaking the truth. Our clergy is silent. We got a horrible man running for president for the Democrats. Horrible. And nothing is being said against that. President Trump spoke about Mount Rushmore because they want to rip it down. And they want to rip it down fast, he said. He said, that's never going to happen. Thank God we got somebody in office to say, well, we got to see political views on the other side. No, we don't, because it's dark versus light. He spoke of decades of left-wing indoctrination in our schools. I've seen that. And I have my oldest son who's over 40 years old. And when he was in a kid in Catholic school, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, I saw those things happening there. I was fighting it back then. The 1619 thing is going to cover what Trump said. This document alleged that the concepts such as hard work, rational thinking, the nuclear family, and the belief in God was not values that united all Americans, but were instead aspects of whiteness. And Trump said this is offensive and outrageous, and that's where you all should be when the president said 1619 project was a crusade against American history is toxic propaganda and it will destroy our country. He's dead right because 250 years ago when Bishop Carroll, who is friends with George Washington, the bishops today won't dare be friends with Trump, even though they may be for him. They're scared to speak. Bishop Carroll consecrated the United States of America to Our Lady from the very origin, from the very beginning. When a bishop does that, there's power there. If the thousands of people get in the field, a Lady's appearing, and Maria's there, and we consecrate the country, you think she's, oh, that don't mean nothing. I'm not here. I'm not going to accept that. Maria says, after the first time we did it, Our Lady accepted the consecration. What does that mean to you today? It was one of the steps. You who were in part of that history helped bring Trump to office. Well, his treats are so boisterous. That's why he does it. He's exposed the enemy. He goes after them. Do you not have the wisdom to understand what that is about? And why we see what we see was has been under the radar until now? And he's pulled them into the light. Showing their darkness? And we still every now and then get feedback that the Virgin Mary wouldn't be for someone like that. With that mentality, Jesus Christ wouldn't be for Mary Magdalene too. I'm telling you, you have to be on your knees on the next 47 days. Sign up for the fasting, October 5th through the 13th. A nine-day fasting and bread novena for the healing of the United States of America. There are demons all through the land. There's darkness prevailing. We all know that. We also know in the scriptures Jesus said after the apostles failed in exercising the devil, Jesus says you have to do prayer and fasting. Don't complain about what's going on if you won't put your words where your mouth is. Break the power by bread and water, October 5th to the 13th. Everybody is assigned a day for the next year coming, and especially for this election. What was written in, they fired the first shot, 2012, was all about what's happening right now. Meaning people after the facts, they can say something. That was written before the facts. It's easy to now to say, what many voices are starting to say just in the last week or two, that if the Democrats win, there's going to be a war. And if the Republicans win and the Democrats lose, there's going to be a war. We are already in a war. Through the boardrooms, through the education system, the coronavirus, how they're using it against us to control us, climate change, paper money backed with nothing, the banking institution, the whole system is coming down because it's not of God and it's filled with the devil. And the conventional war battles, how they're fought, has never been fought as they are right now. Enter in this next 47 days with serious prayer. Because you, your life, And your nation depends on it. We are in critical moments. We're praying for you. I wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night.